Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Race Day Coastin podcast. I'm your host Ray, joined by my co-host Cubby, who is my two-year-old autistic son, and he's non-verbal in this season of life. Okay, parents, is it is it just me or is anybody else wiped out? This week has been super draining, which is partially probably because of all the traveling I've been doing and feeling probably severely jet lagged. Um, Cubby, on the other hand, is bright eyed and bushy tailed and ready to take on three more weeks like this. Is any other child just going through this toddler resistant stage of anti-naps because cubby is there he is the president for it and i'm trying to absorb whatever energy he has tapped into um and he's smiling of course as i'm talking about his resistance to take naps but on the upside um it usually makes him so swamped when it's time for his actual bedtime for him to be able to sleep through the night My experience in talking to other parents when their child is on the spectrum, sleeping is a nightmare. Like, they naturally become insomniacs, and you want to be cautious about giving them melatonin because the body naturally makes melatonin, and you don't want to, like, keep them up, and then melatonin can be habit-forming as well. And he's two, so I definitely didn't want to give him that. I usually try to give him like chamomile tea, you know, give him like a nice warm bath and give him the best baby massage he's probably ever had from head to toe. And that kind of puts him to sleep. But now I want somebody to do that to me. (laughs) Um, So for this episode, I actually wanted to talk about something that I feel like is overlooked in just the parenting community in general. And it's um, grieving your expected grieving your expected parenting experience right and what that looks like and how you being able to grieve that is okay because when things don't go as we anticipate them it can cause you to get sad or feel disappointed and those all of those emotions are completely normal especially when your child has a diagnosis or a disability or a life challenge that happened that you were not expecting a lot of times when you find out like you're pregnant or you're expecting a lot of times you can be really happy and excited and have all your child's whole life planned out until they're adult essentially right like oh man i want them to play sports i want them to be able to sing like me or all these different things and when life does the monkey wrench like it always does it it can kind of startle you and throw you off track and so for me i life came at me fast with cam Uh, i was just like wait i'm pregnant are you serious and i took 12 pregnancy tests y'all do not judge me i just could not believe it um and it wasn't the regular pregnancy test either it was the expensive ones with the words because if this was going to be my life i needed to see that panned out i didn't want the finicky two lines that could be here today gone tomorrow i wanted something concrete something that i could read and um that definitely is what happened 
And just the wave of like the excitement, the anxiety, the nervousness, the am I ready for this stage of life? You know, what comes with that? You know, there's no manual when you're you're having a baby. Of course, there's the book, you know, what to expect when you're expecting. But every child is different. Every experience is different. So when I was pregnant with Cam, I anticipated a little bit of morning sickness but it was not so when I was pregnant with Cubby I expected a little bit of morning sickness from what I had heard from you know those around me but that is definitely not what I got I was sick all the time with Cubby it was insane um if he didn't like something he was definitely returning that to Cinder and just him moving all the time but he would wiggle a lot when I would be still like when I would try to sleep or something then he was like oh it's party time and you know you would literally see handprints and footprints because he was just so big and he like I I'm small I didn't have the the stomach capacity like he had out overstayed his welcome in my womb if you ask me um and just, you know, not expecting all that came with it, right? No one tells you about, like, the sciatica nerve. No one tells you about, like, how your feet swell, like, how the seatbelt is uncomfortable. All these things that come with pregnancy. And even the after effects, like, you lose your hair and then, like, you're more likely to get cavities. You know, all these things that nobody tells you and that you're just not expecting to be a part of your journey um, when you have a child, but it's, it's normal. It's just kind of like the disclaimer information or like the terms and conditions at the bottom that you're not aware of till you actually get in that situation. And so when I actually was able to deliver Cubby and bring him into the world, I still had, you know, like my hopes and dreams of, okay, he has all his fingers, his toes, he's here, you know, he's healthy, he's alert. And as time progressed on and me noticing some things being different about him or he wasn't hitting certain certain milestones there it was definitely alarming and so the fear of okay this is starting to look different than I had anticipated and what I had dreamed of right and so a lot of the fears that I had about like cubby being able to be vocal to any capacity or if he would ever make eye contact or be able to express emotions or be social it wasn't a denial what I found out later it was more like a dream deferred because he's now starting to develop in those skills in those areas but initially it seemed like that would never have happened and so I had to kind of grieve and come to terms with okay it looks different. This is not what I was expecting. This this is not the normal, quote-unquote, typical parenting experience, right? And why does my experience look different from someone else's? But throughout that journey of, you know, Cubby being two and he'll be three coming up, I've learned so much not only about him and autism but about myself and realizing I'm way more patient than I give myself credit for. And, you know, I do have a big heart and I have the capacity to love someone 
more than I ever thought I could or that I ever even dreamed of, you know, and just willing to lay down my own life for this little person, you know, and one minute I'm frustrated, like, Cubby, what are you, what are you doing? Like, no, let's not jump off the couch or no, let's not swing from mommy's legs, you know, just all the energy that comes with him and just realizing like, wow, you know, it's a lot of times we think that, you know, we're saving them or we're growing them or we're teaching them. But on the reverse side, they deserve a lot of credit for how they come in and they, you know, tug on our hearts and get us to grow as people, as individuals, as parents. For me, I'm I'm at a point where I'm very grateful that I didn't have the initial parenting experience that I thought I would have because that was based in fantasy and it placed these expectations onto Cubby before he even got to this earth, right? Before he even was physically present here on the other side of, you know, not having to be in my stomach. That was not fair to him. It didn't allow the opportunity for him to be his own person and for him to come into this world um, with all that he had to offer and all the gifts that God had bestowed upon him. And looking back on it now, Cubby is more than I could have ever asked, thought, or imagined. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to grieve what I thought I could have because that's normal but also rejoice and be grateful for all the positives that have come with the experience that we are currently having because every day is not the same yes he does like routines but as he is growing and I'm starting to see more of this personality I'm like oh my goodness you're a lot like me wow, am I really like that? Am I really stubborn like that? Am I really this headstrong or am I really this goofy? And it's so awesome to see him step into his personality and to make choices, right? Even if it's like, but it's the same, it's the same thing. The blue fork and the red fork are the same thing. You know, he's getting to a stage where he has choices and he has a say so, right? Like, He doesn't have to just drink regular milk. He can request chocolate milk now. He can request juice. Um, And realizing the control that you have over your child when they're younger, you have to really release that, you know, with each stage of each milestone because they're becoming their own person. And you want to create an environment for them that allows them to be firm and confident in their choices. And as long as you're being the best parent to them that you can be and, you know, relinquishing your your expectations and your dreams and your hopes that you have for them and accept them for the person that they are, I think you'll be in great shape. And so, of course, I still have things that I would love to see Cubby do, right? Like, I ran track. I would love to see Cubby run track. And I feel like it. I would be very salty if he did not run track the way he takes off running and I have to chase him down. Um, I'd be very disappointed if that didn't happen. Um, when I was pregnant with him, I ate tons of apples. It was, it was so crazy the amount of apples I ate. 
and now we can barely get Cubby to touch an apple. And I was like, what happened? Like, I, I, I had all these plans of all these apple sauces and all these apple dishes I was going to make for you because I knew you were going to be obsessed. And that's not what happened. I know that's a lighthearted way of looking at it, but I really just want to encourage, you know, parents to grieve what you, you thought you would have, right? And embrace what you currently have. Because the stages and the different things that you might dismiss, another parent is probably praying for and hoping that their child um, will meet that mark or, or have that kind of blessing or skill in, in their life. What? <laughs> so much to say today. And that's what happens when you don't get a nap. You just have all this sleepy energy that manifests. But I really just want to let parents know that it's okay to grieve um, your experiences and realize that that that's just a part of it. Right? But don't get so hung up on what's not going as planned and embrace the, the craziness of life, the, the unexpected, the joys, the, the blessings that come from things that you didn't anticipate. Because although Cubby is not fully verbal in this season of life, he knows his numbers, he knows his colors, he knows how to spell, and that, that just blows my mind for him to be two and just have such an understanding to him. <laughs> He's just so excited today. Like, I asked him, I was like, Cubs, are you actually going to participate on this episode, or are you going to be more quiet? And when I picked him up from therapy, he just looked at me, and he said, bye-bye. Because bye-bye is his new word. When he doesn't want to do something or when, he's, or when he's over it, he will blatantly say bye-bye or um, say something similar to what sounds like bye-bye. And I was just like, you kind of have the idea, but it's, it's kind of rude to just walk off from somebody in, or in mid-phone conversation, bye-bye, and go on and do whatever it is you want to do. But we're working on that part. Well, guys, I am just so happy that you guys are continuing to listen in, continuing to tune in, continuing to just trust and believe in us and have faith in, you know, this podcast and us reaching different families and just different individuals to bring them into our world and kind of shed some light on what our journey looks like. And now for Cubby's favorite part of the podcast, our, <laughs> our kind like Cubby moment and our ray of sunshine. Are you going to say it today or you want me to? <laughs> okay. So, Father God, I just thank you so much for today. I thank you for our comings and our goings. I thank you so much that you've kept everybody under the sound of our voice away from any hurt, harm, and danger, and you will continue to do that, God. I thank you for, for providing for us, for giving us breath in our lungs, oh God. 
I thank you for being so mighty and so strategic that you have placed us into different rooms and different scenarios, Lord God, because you are just that sovereign and that good that we are placed in no no zone, no room, no spot by accident, Lord God. It is all strategic in your plan and your purpose for us. I thank you that you have handpicked us to be parents of these little magical humans god i thank you that you are using them to teach us more about ourselves more about you more about this world more about kindness and love and patience and all the fruits of the spirit god i thank you for that i thank you for continuing to place people in our paths and in our zones for divine connection for us to get to know you better that you are continuing to meet us in our mess god thank you for continuing to meet us in our frustrations meet us in our irritations meet us in our disappointments lord god meeting us in our grief i thank you god that even in those moments where it looks dark that you are still good you are still a great god and we will bless you all the days of our lives so we just want to thank you for continuing to provide, continuing to protect us, continuing to give us sanity and peace of mind in the midst of things where we should be stressed out, God. I thank you that we are laying all of our concerns at your feet. And for any parent who is feeling overwhelmed or like they don't have it together, or that they're not enough, Lord God, remind them that as long as they have you, that they are more than enough, Lord God. I thank you so much, and we sell this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, and we also ask that our little people get quality sleep tonight so we are able to have parent wind-down time. In the mighty name of Jesus, I sell this prayer. Amen.